Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Oh, man, it's crazy <laughs> out here, man. No it's crazy oh, out here, man. D-Lo and KC, it's me at 1320 as well. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, what the hell just happened? <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> How are we supposed to talk about the 49ers now? We don't. I don't know. We don't. I, I don't. Dolphins I don't. Niners, I don't know. It's gonna be crazy. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Hey Kyle. Kyle right. Madsen in the house. Hey guys. <laughs> Niners Wire ninety five seven. The game. The the, the curator of vibes. Yeah. Oh the the uh, the, the the prince of Niners Wire the curator of vibes. Whew. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how to transition, so I'm just going to fake it because we've got business going on this weekend. Um, It's going to rain this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you, January 7th, man, it'll be raining around there in Santa Clara, but I'm telling you. This dude said it's going to rain that day. Kenny, you got somewhere to be on January 6th? No, I, I no. definitely don't have anywhere to be January 6th. I'm, no, I don't. Got a little meetup? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. <sighs> oh, Absolutely man. not. The amount of big oh. eye emojis <laughs> that hit the chat. I just can't it. was it so right. funny. It's just it's immediate, like, just waterfall of like eyeball emojis. All 300 oh. people watching said eyeball emojis at the same time. <laughs> Y'all wild, oh, man. man. Just a wild, man. Oh, just a wild. Something. Okay. <laughs> all right, we got it. We're professionals. This is what We're we back. do. Here we go. All right. Very serious Ooh. radio. History says, uh, this is so lame to transition, but I don't know what else to do. That's fine. Um, Debo likely out Sunday. Mm hmm. Yep. Probably. I mean, he hasn't practiced. He didn't practice today. Yeah. And that's. (laughs) Is it like a a knee to the thigh? Is that what it is with him? Yeah, it's a quad thing. So it was weird. He practiced Wednesday. But I heard he didn't really practice, but they said he was limited, even though what I heard was he didn't really do anything. And then he was out of practice Thursday, uh, wasn't practicing today. So I imagine he's not going to play. They might have ruled him out already. I'm not sure. I haven't seen him. I, I, don't, I, think he's, I think his listing is questionable, but he hasn't practiced. Yeah, I don't. Shocked. Mm. I'd be shocked if he played. But I mean, that's why from this, from the 49ers standpoint, when I look at this game, it's less about like can they win and more for me about 
can they just can they just not have another game like Kansas City? Can mm. they just hold the Dolphins to 20, 21, 22 points, something in that range? Mm. And if they do that and they score 17 and, you know, Debo's not playing and Christian McCaffrey somewhat he said he's going to be a full go, but I, I don't know exactly what that means. Um I, I I'm I'm less concerned about what the offense looks like on Sunday and more just can they slow down a dynamic offense yeah. and not have a repeat of the Chiefs game? Yeah, I mean this is this is a bit of a litmus test for that defense after Emmanuel Mosley, right? Because we always, or at least we have, we've talked a lot about this defense, the way they were the first four or five weeks of the season, and, and how it was. You know, uh, there was conversations on 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 this station, on your station, Kyle, about yo, is is this you know. What what defense was better? This one, twenty nineteen or twenty twelve or something like mm-hmm. that. Right? Like it was that level of defense. And then the injury bug hit, and the major one that we talked about is losing Emmanuel Mosley. And it seemed like it took him a, a little while to get used to life without Emmanuel Mosley. But mm-hmm. it seems like they've gotten it back and they figured it out and they've gotten it in order. And I say all that to say this going up against a high powered Dolph- Dolphins offense is a bit of a litmus test to see how much this defense is back. Yeah, that's kind of exactly where I'm at. Like, they've shut down all these. And it's not to say if they give up 35 to the Dolphins, they're bad. Like, shutting down as many offenses as they have in the NFL is hard. And giving up in this day and age. So they had that stretch against the Falcons and Chiefs where they gave up 72 points in two games. Jeez. And they're still allowing less than 16 points a game. That's <laughs> insane in this era. So... I think they're giving up like fewer than 13 points a game if you take out the the Falcons and Chiefs game, which is which is crazy. So they're still really good, but I'm with you. If they're going to be a Super Bowl caliber defense where they're going to go into Philly and you're like, hey, you know what? I feel good about them slowing down Philly or even Dallas. If they're going to go into a wild card game against Dallas, and you're like, man, I feel good about them slowing down Dallas or, you know, the Chiefs or whoever it may be in the Super Bowl, maybe the Dolphins. You want to see them have at least a a decent game against this Dolphins offense like that's that's where it's at it's not like they can't go to the Super Bowl if if they stink on Sunday but for me the vibe is going to be a lot better if they have a good defensive performance like I said you want to see him play well on offense too but if McCaffrey's limited Debo's out like it's hard to it's hard to expect too much from them on that side especially when they were at least somewhat healthy last week and didn't get too much out of there is is playing a uh, high, uh, not a high power offense, a higher power offense than than they played in recent weeks. Less important than just playing a mistake free offense, which Jimmy Garoppolo has actually done really well the last few games. Yeah, I think so. Uh, that's that's always going to be the thing with them. Like Kyle Shanahan and their weapons are just going to generate yards. But can Jimmy Garoppolo be good in the red zone? Can mm. Jimmy Garoppolo keep from throwing that bad interception? And he's like you said, for the most part does that i think the saints game was interesting because i think we just kind of slept on the saints a little bit mm-hmm. their defense is really good they're really they well played, coached. i, I thought they played really well i thought defensively they played really well on sunday yeah i thought so i thought so too and dennis allen is a i think a, a very good defensive coach so um I, i'm not i'm not taking too much away from that because i did think garoppolo struggled a little bit more against the saints but the the dolphins defense isn't great so if they can go out and, and Damien, to your point, just play mistake-free, I think they're going to get yards. It's just a matter of can they punch it into the end zone once they get there. What did you think of um, uh, of Mason? Um, I know it was 
it wasn't like a lot of carries or anything like that. But, you know, he's going to be the second back now with obviously Jeff Wilson gone and Elijah Mitchell mm-hmm. out. It's going to be uh, – it's probably going to be Mason and, and McCaffrey. What would you think of the way he ran um, to kind of close that game out on Sunday? I thought I thought he looked pretty good for his yeah. time. Yeah, so two two things on that. One, for Jordan Mason specifically, I'm with you. Like, I want to see more of him. Mm-hmm. He runs hard as hell. Like, who cares if he – I mean, I thought the play with Brock Purdy, I don't know if you guys remember in the game in Arizona, he went the wrong way on the, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. on the fake uh, RPO action. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that was a Jordan Mason thing or what, but my guess is part of the reason he hasn't been playing running back a lot is because – just his familiarity with the playbook, lining up in the right place, blocking the right guy. Like, that's such a big thing for Kyle Shanahan. But when you run as hard as he did and just he was decisive and he was hitting the holes, like, I, I would I would love to see more of him. Now, you said something interesting where he's going to be the number two back. I'm not 100% certain that's going to be the case. Mm. Uh, you'd, you'd think so, just kind of based on how he ran last week. But everything we've heard is that the reason he's active and Ty Davis-Price is not is because of special teams. Mm. So they might think Ty Davis-Price is a better back. Or they might go to Tevin Coleman, who's on the practice squad, which Got would about be annoying. <laughs> that would be so annoying. But um, that's definitely a possibility. So that's one of the things I'm interested to see is when they do go with those two back sets, with McCaffrey and another running back, who is that other running back? Do they go with one of the rookies? Do they go with Tevin Coleman, the veteran? And if they do go with the rookie, is it a hot hand situation? Mm. Or are they going, hey, it's Jordan Mason, and it's going to be Jordan Mason or Ty Davis-Price, and that's just who it's going to be through the whole game. So that's something I'm keeping a really close eye on for sure. So things got a little uh, haywire to start this. Um, what are you talking about? Can, <laughs> can, can I convince you to hang out 10 more minutes? Yeah, man. You sure? Bro, I, it was, might, I know it might rain. If you need me, if but... you need me to stick around, <laughs> if you need me to stick around till four o'clock, I got like whatever you need. Man. Okay, I'm here. Kyle's gonna hang out. We're gonna talk more 49ers football. <laughs> I had to close the chatty house. That's, all, yeah, that's a crazy. good chatty idea. <laughs> that's a good idea. We'll come back. We'll talk a lot more about this 49ers Dolphins matchup when we return here on Sacramento Sports Leader, ESPN 1320. <laughs> continues streaming live on the odyssey app kyle matts in the candlestick chronicles and 95 7 the game in san francisco kind enough uh to hang out with us so we can continue to talk san francisco 49ers dolphins this weekend one of a couple of really interesting games uh that i'm looking forward to you and uh kenny spent uh, a couple of minutes talking about this defense and how they've been playing uh i know you talked to chris biederman recently on candlestick chronicles about or actually, maybe you didn't. I think you wrote about it. You do a lot with the 49ers. Might have been on Niners Wire. But why you, Why Nick Bosa you know, could have a, a, a really nice game against Miami this weekend. Yeah, and it actually – so I'm going to write about it again because – Is that good? <laughs> so, okay, so follow me here. We're going to go deep in the Dolphins offensive line depth chart. <laughs> Buckle up, everybody. <laughs> so <laughs> Wow, look at how the numbers skyrocketed. Um, so, Teron Armstead, their starting left tackle is out. Well, he's doubtful, but he's going to be out. He has a torn pack. He's not playing. Mm. Um, they take their right tackle, Brandon Shell, who stinks at left tackle, but they put him at left tackle when Armstead's out. Then Austin Jackson, the backup right tackle, was supposed to play, but now he's out. So, now they're on their third string right tackle, who stinks, a guy named Greg Little. He's terrible. And a left tackle who's a mediocre right tackle and a terrible left tackle. Mm. 
So their offensive line, which is already not very good, is digging super deep into their depth chart to face a very good defensive front. Mm -hmm. So the Dolphins' offense is built on getting the ball out quick. Like, that's what Tua does. He's really good throwing the ball deep, but a lot of what they do is underneath throws those intermediate, short to intermediate routes because Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell are fast enough that what is a four-yard route for Debo Samuel can be a nine-yard route for them. Mm. And they just chew up yardage that way. So Tua has one of the quickest times to throw in the league and a one of the highest average depths of target in the league, which is really hard to do. So I think this game's going to come down to what the Niners linebackers do, Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, and then what Talano Hufanga does when he's kind of hanging out in the second level. Mm-hmm. And if they can force Tua to hitch like once instead of just hitting his back foot and throwing, I think Niners pass rush can get home a lot mm-hmm. and affect Tua in a way that he hasn't really been affected yet this year and test him in a way that he hasn't really been tested this year. Mm-hmm. So if the Niners guys in the second level can keep him from hitting that first read, I think they're going to get home. Mm. Um, it's just a matter of can they make him hold on to the ball. Mm. I like that. I like the Eric Armstead um, saying he's mm. coming back this week yep. as well. Uh, on the other side of the ball, I've talked to our guy Jesse, big Dolphins fan, about this. And I've always said the way to beat this 49ers team with all the weapons they have on the offensive end is you have to get pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo. With all the weapons they have, if he's able to sit in the pocket and survey the field and, and pick apart things and, the you know, worst-case scenario, hit the dump down to Christian McCaffrey, can't stop him. Jesse mm-hmm. says the Dolphins – well, I don't – I agree with you. I don't think they have a, a very good defense. He, he, there is talk that they have the front seven, uh, maybe the defensive line, to be able to get pressure on Jimmy with, mm-hmm. with four guys. Do you see that from from this Dolphins team? Yeah, especially if Trent Williams is going to be out. No, he's <laughs> he left practice today with that back injury. So, yeah, I think Bradley Chubb's a really good player. I think Christian Wilkins, one of their interior defensive linemen, is super underrated. I think he's really, really good. I could see them affecting Jimmy for sure because mm-hmm. um, he's not great under pressure. Javon Holland, one of their safeties, another very good player. I just don't know if their linebackers can cover. And that's something that Kyle Shanahan's very good at scheming up is like getting Debo Samuel running against a linebacker, getting George Kittle running against a linebacker. And that's where I think the Niners are going to try and have success. And I think you're right. And I think Jesse's right. Like if I think Jimmy's going to have to get the ball out quick, um, especially if Trent Williams isn't playing. But I I'm not 100 percent positive that the Dolphins have the defenders in the second level. Mm to um, to take away those easy throws consistently. Well, and the Niners may not either, just to that point. Like Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle are just different. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think I think that's where the Niners are going to try and have success, well, for sure. And, and to a certain degree, maybe it's not this simplistic, but isn't that one of the reasons why Kyle always beats up on Sean McVay? Because they don't have bit. the linebackers to, to stop whatever Kyle wants to do, and he just eats them alive all the time. Yeah, it's it's you find the team's worst linebacker and you're like, that guy's gonna have a bad day today. Mm-hmm. But one of the crazy things, one of the craziest things I've ever seen was uh, week seven, 2019, against the Panthers at Levi Stadium. Kyle Shanahan game. had Luke Keekley just running all over the field like he'd never watched an offense before. And mm-hmm. Luke Keekley is one of the smartest linebackers ever. Mm-hmm. Like he's one of the best in the league during his time. So 
the fact that he was able to make Luke Keekley spin around in circles uh, made me think he could make anybody do that. So, I mean, all due respect to Jerome Baker and and everybody in the Dolphins' second level, I just don't – I'm not sure they're on that level where it's like, oh, yeah, they can hang with George Kittle and Debo Samuel and and, and Brandon Ayuk over the middle. I'm just not a – I've, I've got to see that. I think we've kind of made this out to be a big game, but is it? Um, I, From a standpoint of like, hey, this is two really good teams, kind of I, I think both teams see it as a measuring stick game for sure, but – the Niners are going to be in third place in the in the in the NFC playoffs, win or lose. Mm, yeah. No matter what happens in any game this weekend, the Niners are going to leave the weekend as the number three seed and as the leaders of the NFC, uh, NFC West. And so, I, it, it's not a. I mean, you talk about conference records. It's like, a nice it's an test. NFC game. They can yeah, yeah. You said what? It's a nice test. Yeah, yeah. It's just, that's that's kind of what it is. And to be honest with you, Kyle, barring. You know, some type of collapse. I'm not saying it can't happen, but it it would kind of be a collapse in the last six, seven games of the season. They're pretty much. I think they're pretty much in the third seed. Like if they're winning the NFC West, I don't. They're two games shy of Minnesota. I don't think they can catch them for two, and they're so, two man. games ahead of Tampa Bay or whoever the South is going to be. I don't think they'll fall back enough for them to catch them. So, say they win the division, I think they're going to be the third seed. Yeah, I think I think that's I think that's probably right. So they could win out, but they would need Minnesota, who's only lost two games all year, to lose two of their final six, and I just don't really see that. So yeah, I I, I tend to agree with you. I also don't think Tampa Bay is very good. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't yeah. think there's a corner for them to turn. I think they're just kind of who they are. I think Carolina so, like, might get there. Mm, I don't trust Marcus Mariota. That's that's no, my said, issue with Atlanta. I, I was but, Carolina. Huh? I say Carolina <laughs> might get there. <laughs> The Panthers. What are they? Two games out of out of first. I'm telling you, man. I'm the Sam you. Darnold Carolina Panthers. They like they like uh, yeah. what's his name Wilkes. They're playing for that man. No, Steve Wilkes is great, and I think he got shafted in Arizona. But come on, come on, man. It's I Sam did, Darnold. I did. I, give I, you this guys, is not a Steve Wilkes. I, I gave you Sam guys Darnold. Lions and Giants before the season. I did. The Lions are not in the playoffs. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you? <laughs> Kyle, thank you, thank you for accommodating us and hanging out, man. We we appreciate you. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 